0: What's up? What's up? It's your boy, K. Still, welcome to Words of Wisdom, and how's everybody doing on this beautiful fall day? You know, it's nice and uh, rainy outside, so it's time. This is the, the, the part of the segment where I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that it's the fall season. Why? Because the weather is changing. It's getting real nice and a little bit gloomy outside, even though I love the sun. But you can uh, throw the fire logs in a fireplace and get that fire going and getting all cozy. Whether you single or with somebody, you can sit in front of the fireplace and just enjoy life, read you a good book, listen to some good jazz or some chill instrumental music and just chill out. You know what I'm saying? But without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, The problem with overthinkers or overthinking. How about that? I don't want some of y'all getting offended because I'm calling you an overthinker because some of y'all know better y'all some overthinkers. Cause I know there are plenty of times for me, no judgment. There's plenty of times for me. I've been the one who's been the overthinker and it's really, really hindered some things in life because I, I constantly over, uh, thought a situation. You know what I'm saying? I think, um, it's like overthinkers They have the ability to really uh, cause themselves anxiety and unnecessary stress. Some of them situations when you overthink, it's like, uh, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes it actually works to the benefit, but in many, many cases, there are a few problems with overthinkers. So one, um, and I'm going down to like a little list that I kind of put together whatnot. And then some of the things I've seen on the internet and I was like, you know what? I like to share some of that stuff from my own perspective, but I think overthinking can really cause anxiety, stress, and it's like uh, the feeling like your brain won't shut off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, uh, I've noticed overthinkers have a hard time just simply relaxing, right? So number one, I probably already gave you a couple right there. But number one, I think um, overthinkers do more planning than acting, you know, acting out action. I think they do more planning. So I was talking to, um, I call the young man, my nephew, awesome young dude, very highly intelligent, but I think because he's so analytical with a lot of different things and, and he's very, very smart. What happens is, um, in some cases he really, really overthinks. So because he has to know exactly what he, he spend a lot of time in the research department and not application. And so I'm not saying don't do the research. I'm saying at some point you're gonna to have to put your best foot forward and just make it happen. You can't think of every possibility because it can be a million of them. And what'll end up happening is I've noticed people, I've done it myself. Let me just speak not in general term, but personal. I know for me as um as an overthinker at times, I've really stopped my own forward progress. Because I took too long to get something done. I remember back in the days, I wanted to do a uh, clothing line um, called Cozy. And um, I was going to do the clothing line. I had the artists. I was paying the young artists um, to, to, to draw my pictures. And, and I'm doing the research for the shirts and, and all these different things. And I had a buddy of mine. It was like, hey, Ken, I'm mean, gonna invest in you. I like your ideas. And I was like, all right, cool. So I'm trying to figure out all the different steps of getting it done. And so he would call me like, hey, Ken, where you at? And I'm like, hey, some of the things where my uh, my artist hasn't come through yet. I was like, uh, I've done the research, but some of the things I still just give me a little bit more time. Well, it got to a point to where he was just like, hey, Ken, I'm going to have to use that money. Nothing personal. I was like, man, take care of business. I was like, if it's meant for me to have a clothing line, I'll have it with your money or somebody else's <laughs> or my own. You know what I'm saying? And so he was like, "All right, Ken." So he ended up buying a store or something with some of the money that he, or the money that he had, he ended up getting a convenience store or something else. And so I didn't get that clothing line, but I think part of it was because, um, I was overthinking some of the stuff instead of just going forward, but I wanted all my ducks in a row. So I didn't want to go not prepared. You feel me? Like sometimes we can be really, really unprepared in a few things. So, In that situation, I could have been planning a little bit too much with certain things and not enough action. So number two, um, (laughs) I found this on the Internet. that said worry is simultaneously your enemy and your best friend. I think some people worry as a form of comfort. I don't know what that's about, um, because it feels like you're in control if you're always thinking about something so it can be your friend from that aspect. Um, but it can also be a worse enemy because it can really stop your forward progress. It can really feel like um, this is what over- overthinking looks like to me. Overthinking looks like to me is like uh, playing double Dutch. And if some of you don't, you're not old enough to know what double Dutch is. Go Google it. Don't judge me because I might be an old dude. But double Dutch is that you got two people and they're, they're swinging two ropes to play, you know, jump rope, right? Double Dutch is just another jump rope. And as they're swinging, you're on the outside and you see the person swinging back and forth and they're calculating when is the best time to jump in between those two ropes and at the same time, keep jumping. So both ropes can keep moving and they can, they can play this jump rope. And I think overthinking is like jump rope is like double Dutch to me. And overthinking would be the part where You're doing all the swing back and forth to figure out when is the best time to jump in between those ropes. But you never jump. You never have the action to jump in and just start jumping and making it happen. You know, what I mean, so um, number three, uh, the idea, (laughs) the idea of happiness frightens an overthinker. They can be um, very, very super negative, like real talk, um, the idea of happiness. Like you, some of you who are listening to like self-help podcasts, motivational, transformational, anything that's going to help you get to the next level in life. Sometimes fear will stop you. That overthinking is a form of anxiety, a form of fear. It stops you from moving forward. Now, you know, at the end of your fear, is probably your greatest victory, your greatest triumph, right? At the end of that fear, at the end of that overthinking, is your greatest victory in life. But, and that's your happiness, right? But the problem is that you're so negative. Nah, I don't know if I need to do it that way. Nah, it's always, it's like a critical mindset. All you think of is a negative thing. And you got to switch that thing around. Number four. Ah, my goodness. Relationships can be hard for an overthinker. Like you got to be a strong willed person to deal with an overthinker. Because... An overthinker can run their spouses away. You got to be a strong individual dealing with the person, because if they're thinking about the negative thing, if they're overthinking when you go away, if they have trust issues, they're constantly thinking of ways to sabotage their own relationship. And this is no judgment to nobody. So if you're an overthinker, you got to find a way to have peace and balance in your life. When you're dealing with all kinds of relationships to build that trust again to yes, some people have hurt you. I get that part, but you got to stop overthinking everything because it, it's stopping uh, your your forward movement and it, it can be hindering your relationships. Right. An overthinker can. Um, I don't know. They come across as insecure because they make a lot of times they can make a mountain out of a molehill. They can say, look, you was at your mama house this would be male or female. You said you was going to your mama house, but you could have been over here. And so instead of just enjoying the fact that they got some time alone, they thinking about what you doing. They're thinking about what they're doing. They're thinking about, you see what I'm saying? It can be all over the place and it doesn't necessarily have to be. So stop making a mountain out of a molehill. You feel me? All right, look. And I noticed that like with overthinking Sleep does not come easy because your brain does not turn off. I know for me, when I'm overthinking, my brain does not turn off at times. Like if I'm thinking about um, recently, I had a situation. Man, God showed up in a mighty, 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 mighty way. But uh, I had a situation where, where my oldest daughter had went across the United States, and um, she went, you know, with her fiance back to North Carolina, and I can't really do anything about that. They're driving. Right, so when I go into prayer and I'm thinking about this, I'm like, okay, God, I'm gonna give it to you. But then I start worrying about the situation again. It's almost like I didn't pray in the first place. So getting ready to go to sleep, it's like I'm thinking about a lot of different things. Okay, what's going on on the road? Okay, I haven't heard from her in a couple of days. I hope they're doing all right. And so I would call her, text. But I'm I'm not one of those uh people that will constantly hound. I'm like, okay, I call. I text. They didn't answer. I'll give them a day. (laughs) Right. And then that next day or two, that's when they'll call back. Um, but sometimes overthinking will really mess up your sleep. It will stop you from getting that peace of mind that sleep. So you got to find what, um, how to let some things go so that you can get that, that, that sense of sleep. Right. And, uh, number seven, that was number six, number seven. Sometimes an overthinker, uh, we can like constantly replay incidents over and over in our, in our head. And it's like, oh man, cause we all have made mistakes in life. Right. But some of us like really overdo it constantly, constantly over uh, replaying incidents. And I'm like, man, I could have said this. I shouldn't have said that. You know what? I wonder what they think about that. And that's the life of an overthinker. So you got to get to a place where you just say, okay, I've said what I said. I've done what I've done. And not to be so nonchalant about it, but you got to be nonchalant like, hey, it happened, right? So number eight, instead of enjoying the day like today, an overthinker will will constantly think about the past and the future. Things now they have no control over. See, the past is in the past, right? But the future hasn't even gotten here yet. You know, in the Bible, it says, let tomorrow worry about his own troubles. You feel me? Listen, people tomorrow. The future ain't even got here yet. Stop thinking about that. And I'm not I'm not saying don't plan things. I'm, I'm not saying that for those who are scholars and they want to correct me. And how dare you say that? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying quit stressing about the future. Yes, you can plan for the future. That's cool. But quit stressing about it because it ain't even got here yet. And the things that you've done in the past has made you the person that you are today. So the past, some of the things that happened in your past had to happen to help correct some behavior, uh, uh, mature some behavior, help develop some things in you, help heal or whatever. But some of that stuff will keep you uh, in your past, right? And um, number nine, an overthinker, mm, sometimes <laughs> they're just not too sure anything. Even when it's right, they find something to be wrong with it. You know what I mean? Quit doing that to yourself. That's like self-sabotage. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy the moment, people. Some of y'all need to just simply enjoy the moment. You know, it's fall right now for for many of us. (laughs) It's fall. And so it's time to just like really put some things down. And like I said, light up the fireplace. If you ain't got a fireplace, but you got YouTube, put a fireplace on the YouTube and uh, turn your heater on so you can feel the heat. (laughs) My bad, my bad with my goofy self. But on some real talk, you know, sometimes is the right moment. So just enjoy that right moment and quit overthinking your way into something negative about that right moment. And number 10, overthinkers have the hardest, excuse me, I got to sneeze. <laughs> overthinkers have the hardest time really, really letting things go. I was having a conversation with a young lady not too long ago and she really had a hard time, y'all, excuse me. Um, She had a hard time with letting her past go right? That was like number, what is that? Number number eight. And she was thinking about her past and some of the decisions that she's made, some of the relationships she's been in. And that was so hard for her. And um, an overthinker, right? will have the hardest time forgiving people. Overthinkers have the hardest time uh, letting things go because in their mind, it's justified that they need closure when that person out of their life could be that closure. Instead of focusing on they're in a new chapter in their life, enjoying the fact that they are so much further than where they were or where you are, where I'm at. If an overthinker will constantly like they look for closure, they look for this and they look for that and they they have the hardest time letting things go. And I think the moment that we can let something go that used to hurt us, why are we carrying around baggage that really didn't do us any beneficial good? But an overthinker will justify carrying around that baggage when it is heavy, when it is dragging, it's making them slow in life, it's it's interrupting their current relationships. They can't go into a new relationship because they won't let go of the old one. Even though in their mind, they've said, I'm good riddance, I'm glad I'm not with that person, but an overthinker will still play in their head, why me? The woe is me, the victim's mentality, the the I am justified in holding on to these things. But in reality, it's really um, stopping them from being happy in their current situation, or if they're looking for somebody, it's 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 stopping them from finding that right person that really fits them because they're basing everything on their previous relationship that was negative and they're holding on to it. So Hopefully this overthinking, I didn't drown y'all out with talking in circles or anything like that. Cause I tend to do that sometimes, but it's your boy. Don't forget to hit the donate button. Um, I appreciate y'all donations. You know what I'm saying? Um, it really helps with the podcast. It helps with a few other things. Uh, I thank y'all for, for tuning in. I thank y'all for actually like some of y'all leave comments in, in the inbox, and I got, I got a, you know, I was blessed the other day. Somebody reached out and was like, look, man, my son was listening to your podcast. And I just want to say, um, and this, this has been happening through YouTube and podcasting and that's pretty dope. You know, so somebody said, you know, my son was really interested me, not interested, but really inspired by something that you said. And I was like, dope, 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 dope. And then some people will leave comments in my inbox. And so Facebook is Kendrick still like standing still S T I L L. Um, Instagram or Twitter is the same thing. Instagram is creative ambition. C-R-E-A-T-V-A-M-B-I-T-I-O-N. Creative ambition. Ambition means desire. Sometimes you got to create it. So that's where creative ambition comes from and creative ambition on YouTube. So it's your boy. I love y'all. Peace out.